Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast, helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. Welcome to Western New York Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business in Western New York. And we have a great person to interview today. We have Caroline. Say hi, hi. Caroline. <laughs> hey, so if you don't know Caroline, she is the owner of Caroline Designs, go figure. Uh, she's a local interior designer. She's a self-proclaimed dream home creator. And she's actually an accidental entrepreneur. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Right. But uh, she has work published in the Southern New England Home Magazine, Buffalo Magazine, and House.com. And she's been in business for over eight years. So that being said, did I miss anything? What should people know about you, Caroline? <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, that's kind of it, right? Uh, there in a nutshell, I'm an interior designer, and that's kind of my life. <laughs> yeah. So, um, again, we can do a billion things for a living these days. Right. So, how did you become one? So, I, you know, it was just something that I fell into kind of thing. Um, when I was in school, in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, I wasn't um, academic at all. I think I mentioned that to you before. And... Um, and so I just went out into the world as uh, looking for something to do, and I started off being a nanny. So um, watching little babies changing diapers, you know, that kind yeah. of whole thing. And it worked for me because it was, uh, you know, playing with kids is like, you know, why not? It's so lighthearted mm -hmm. and fun. Um, but then, you know, I just had this sort of like epiphany one day of, I think I want to do something creative. I want to be an interior designer. And so I, it was like a light bulb moment. And there we go. I just picked up, figured out school and did that for a couple of years and then hit the ground running with my own business. So Yeah. So I, if I never correctly from our original conversation that you were like a stoplight. Yeah. Right? It yeah. just kind of like hit you. You were at a stoplight, right? Exactly. I was I was on uh, Union Road and <laughs> Seneca yeah. Street. I yeah. remember that exactly. And um, I was sitting at a stoplight and it was just like a light bulb that went off and I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. So yeah. it was kind of cool. Yeah, so tell us, so as soon as you had that aha moment, yeah, it just kind of like hits you like a thunderbolt, and you're like, I want to be an interior designer. So you went to school, mm -hmm. and you went there, and you graduated, yep. and then what was the first thing you did where you're like, okay, I got to think of a name, or I'm going to get like an LLC, like what was like the first thing you did? Well, so the first thing, well, so you had to figure out what I was going to do after I graduated, and at that time, it was kind of like right after that we had the recession type thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so there was no work around here in mm -hmm. Buffalo. And so if I wanted to work, it would be like a coffee runner for an architectural mm -hmm. firm or something. And I, that's just not something I would want to do. do. And so I looked literally on Craigslist for okay. the first interior designer job I could find anywhere in the United States. And I kind of was kind of looking on the East Coast. And I found one in... Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and I just went there. And I, like, I'd never been there before. I don't know anybody there. And I just took the car and I went there. I did my interview and they said, sure, why not? So you literally we'll drove there for the interview. I did. Wow. I did. It was like the best experience too because it's just like you're you're out there, you're on your own, you're just going for it. <laughs> That's really <laughs> yeah. cool. So you did that for how long? 
Um, so did so when you got the job, which yeah. you did, which I hope after you drove that long, you, I got the job, you had yeah. enough time to think about the interview. So you <laughs> yeah, got the job. Right. So I think it was like was it six years? Uh, out there was three, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I messed that up. Yeah, that's and, okay. And then you came back to Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Then I came back to Buffalo because of family and um, my grandma had passed away, and I just wanted, I just felt the need to be back with family. But when I was out in Cape Cod, I did, you know, I worked for that uh, a company, and then. Just real shortly after I started with them, I wanted to be on my own. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, little things I would do at night is like get my DBA and get my name out there and figure out my logo and all that stuff just little by little. And it just kind of built. That's so smart that like while you were working for another company, you were still like kind of like, you know, just taking little next steps like your DBA and doing your logo and design versus just like quitting. Right. Right. And just calling it a day. Just got to keep going. Think forward. That's, you know. Yeah. So what was... So knowing what you did now, so um, I'm trying to think how you want to word this. So you, you worked at the other company for two and a half years. You learned a lot, and then you eventually went on your own. What was yeah. the biggest thing that you learned that you think that if you just went on your own right away that you're like, oh, man, I would have missed the boat on this? You know, it's funny because I don't think that there was anything. Like if I could have started on my own, I would have done it. But mm-hmm. I needed that like little push to make me feel comfortable in the design field. So working for this company, which is actually – um, a small furniture company, but they also had interior designers. So mm-hmm. I picked up clients through there mm-hmm. and I realized I am not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I, I cannot sell you a boat or anything really. Yeah. Or, or a couch. Uh, right. Yeah. Any, well, I could probably send you a, sell you a couch, but yeah. I'm not a salesman. Uh-huh. So I was never good at that part, but I was really good at the connecting part with people and, you know, getting the clients and they felt instantly comfortable with me. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like, right i had this one the my first job um well it wasn't my very first job but my first big job that i did all by myself um was this couple in cape cod and they were they just trusted me and mm-hmm. i you know you gotta sell it you gotta know that you're <laughs> you have what it takes yeah so i just kind of like fake it till you make it and and it really worked out it was to this day i think it was the best job i've ever done and it was one of my very first jobs so that's I feel like that says a lot to me. <laughs> no, no, and it's awesome. So what is like one misinterpreted thing about, so me not knowing anything about interior design. Yeah. So in fact, when I when I bought you know my second house with my fiance, I let her design everything because if I do it, it's going to look like Dave did it and right. that's horrible. <laughs> so what is like the misinterpretation that from the outside looking in, like that that people have wrong about interior about designers? Interior design. That we are not just pillow fluffers. <laughs> okay. So a lot of times, you know, people will say, I, I used to get offended when I first got out of school yeah. And I feel like a lot of designers could relate to this. Um, you know, when you first get out and you're like, I have a degree, I work my butt off, and I spent all this money on my college loans, and somebody calls you a decorator, and you're like, darn it, yeah. <laughs> that's not what I am. So, I mean, there's more to interior design. You, I kind of say interior architect. Okay. So, you know, architects are one whole different thing. They work with structural things, and they have stamps, and you have to, you know, get those to move forward on a project. But interior designers... They take the inside of anything, of any structural project, and can turn it into anything. So you can change walls around, you can change anything around, windows and all that. So it's not just 
fluffing pillows. That's good. <laughs> but I always joke about fluffing pillows, that that's what I do in yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> you, you at least got to have some fun. You can't beat them, join them. Right. So that being said, for the entrepreneurs that are brick and mortar businesses, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So what tips do you have for them when they just got their you know commercial space or maybe they upgraded or maybe they got their very first building mm -hmm. and clients are going to be coming in? Whether, whether, whether let's say it's a dental office, let's yeah. say it's uh, a hair you know, hair design. I know every business is different. Yep. But any general tips for them that you yeah. think that people just make mistakes pretty often? So the biggest thing that I see, and so this is like something that's um, I'm actually getting into with a couple businesses now where I'm kind of rebranding companies. Mm -hmm. And so if you start off your business and you branded your whole business, so your logo applies to your interior design, applies to the, your website, all of that is so darn important because it kind of makes people feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I would say branding is like the number one thing I would recommend to people. I know it's like, it's not even an interior de design thing, mm -hmm. but it all applies. So when I walk into somebody's office, I want to feel like, okay, I'm in, you know, a graphic designer office or whatever. Um, I'm in a salon, which is one of the things I'm working on now. But, um, you know, you want them to feel like the, the exact way. Kind of like the shoe fits almost in a way exactly. for what it's doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You don't want to walk into a building and be like, where am I? Where do I go? Who am I? Where? What building am I in? You know, so. Yeah, am I in the right office? Yeah. Or it's building? so yeah. important, like, to really include all of that in in your whole business okay yeah that's important now in terms of the design aspect mm -hmm. like is there like any tips i know it's so tough i know because like every <laughs> business is different yeah. every person is different everybody's taste is different they're going for a different look like so i'm sorry if i'm backing you into a wall on this no. one so any idea just like for the people that are like so like when I promote this podcast, I'm like, hey, let's give some tips on interior design, just some basic ones that are that are probably too general maybe even to use, but yeah. any general tips that you have that, for people? That is a tough question because yeah. I think that, you know, if I, everybody is different. So even, even all the homes that I go into, you can't just say over the phone, oh, I think you should just paint your walls and it'll make a difference or change this area. And, you know, it's really tough. It's really individual to the client, but, um, I think I'd go back to saying like just make sure that it feels like what you what you want people what you're representing mm -hmm. basically mm -hmm. I know it's kind of like it's hard to to explain that a little bit um, more but yeah, yeah. and like I said every situation is so different and yeah. I know I painted you into a corner there but I just <laughs> want to is there something I don't know you know especially as <laughs> Some a guy secret for interior designers yeah that everyone else doesn't know so I would you, say call your interior designer. Call your interior designer. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. So um, so interior designers, do they usually charge by project? Do they charge per hour? Like, So if someone went up to you and say, hey, I want some help with my 2,500 square foot office building thing, whatever that I got for yeah. maybe um, a hardware store. Just yeah. give an example. So like, what? how do they, like, I'm sure you get the question right off the bat. How much right. do you charge? Like, So how does that usually work? Well, so everybody's different. Every designer works differently, so I can't really speak for everyone. But, um, you know, usually if it's a bigger project, it's more estimate-based. Okay. So you go in and take a look at the space, and I can give you a number on, you know, how much something's going to cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Though some people do hourly, too. I mean, it's really it kind of all lumps in Teach their the own. same thing. Yeah. But what's it say, at least for me, I'm, I'm going to ask. So for me, <laughs> it's like, okay, I really just need help, like, figuring out, like, 
you know how like, what kind of furniture should I get? What kind of yeah. how, I want I want to match the walls. I want to make sure I, I get that. Like for example, if I was a graphic designer, graphic designer feel. Yeah. So like, hey, can you at least sit down with me and do a consultation? Give me some direction, and I can kind of go from there. Yeah. Is that like more of an hourly job? Is that more of an estimated job? Well, so I would say for some people it could be hourly. For me, I do like a consultation rate, and mm-hmm. and then you know you can get two hours of consultation with me, and then. Go on your own if you want, or we can give you an estimate for the rest of it. But, you know, I I think consultations are so important because it's a way for me to get to know you and your space and also for you to be like, all right, is she legit? Do I like what she has to say kind of thing? And, um, yeah, just and I always tell people. See if it's actually going to work in terms of, uh, you know, a partnership. Yeah, relationship-wise with even – yeah, the customer and me. So, you got a crazy story by any chance of like someone that called you for you know for a potential job or a consultation, and it just turned out to be like not what you expected. Like any any story like that. Um, you know, I, you don't the, have to name the these, one I can. Like, oh no, I won't secrets. I yeah. keep them all inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think the one story that I can think of off the top of my head is I went into somebody's home, and just not knowing. I mean, I go into a a bunch of homes a week just to do consultations and see what what they need and I went into this one house and they were they wanted a slide in the in the kids bedroom they wanted a slide and I was like all right so that's interesting yeah. <laughs> and they were that was like their main thing they couldn't care about anything else but they just needed this slide and I was you know, it never came to fruition, but it was kind of funny just to be asked for a slide. <laughs> so it never actually happened. It didn't happen. No, okay. it would have been cool though. You know, who doesn't want to slide in their house? Yeah, right? their own kid probably has to sign a waiver, right? Right. You know? <laughs> um, so before I, you know, pulled up here, and before I, you know, we did this interview, I pulled, I looked like, hey, what are the biggest problems that interior designers have in terms mm-hmm. of like maybe things that they can struggle with or maybe yeah. misinterpretations? And I'm going to name the 10 unexpected challenges interior designers face today. And I want you to say which one resonates with you or which one do you even want to talk about? Sure. Okay. So number one is managing time. Uh, number two is selling your big ideas. Number three is handling the books, the books of the business. Number four is maintaining client expectations. And by the way, guys, I didn't tell Caroline any of these 10, so no. we're totally going off the cuff here. <laughs> uh, number five, working within fast turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Number six is introducing trends in timeless style. Number seven is managing costs. Number eight is handling self-promotion. Number nine is working on the go. And number 10 is remembering breaks. Mm-hmm. So out of you can we can totally go off three or four of them just one of them two of them it's a good list (laughs) and let me know if you want me to repeat any of them again so um i think the the first one that kind of grabbed my attention is remembering breaks Mm -hmm. because and i think any any entrepreneur can understand that like you just keep going and you go until you you could get burned out and sometimes you do and so i think um breaking making sure to take time for yourself to recharge my dad said um uh, sharpening the saw Mm-hmm. So you got to, the tools that you have, you have to keep them sharp. And sometimes that means take a break. And so, um, that's So what does a break me. mean for Caroline? Well, it's funny because I just, when I, a couple weeks ago, like Memorial weekend, I, I did, um, my first vacation. I did a whole week vacation in eight years. So I, and all of my business, 
I've never taken a vacation. You know, there's been weddings and obligations mm-hmm. and travel work trips, but never took a legit relaxing vacation. I'm telling you, I came back and I was like a completely different person. So it's just so, it's so important to take that time for yourself. I mean, even in just general life, like to reflect and realize, you know, okay, wait, let me step back from the chaos and see what's working and what's not working. Mm. So... Hey, really quick, if you love what you're hearing so far, please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a review and rate it. It takes 10 seconds, but it means so much to me. Let others know about it. If you know a Western New York entrepreneur who is killing it right now and should be interviewed, please introduce them to me. Again, I want to keep this thing going, so please leave a review and share it on your social media platform of your choice so others know about this. That's so good. Like, yeah. I saw something on social media. It's like, hey, we, we, don't, we never forget to charge our phones, but we forget to charge ourselves. Right. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, like, we won't we let it go be all, like, 40%, right? Right. But, like, for us, we'll let us go on, you know, zero all day. Yeah. I um, think planning that in is so important, too, in your schedule. Just, like, making sure that, like, I actually planned that vacation six months before because I said I was super burned out in December. And I was like, you know what? In six months, I'm taking a full week of relaxing vacation and I planned it right then. So you really just got to plan ahead or else it'll never happen. <laughs> I'm surprised you even waited six months if you're burned out then, right? Because that six months couldn't go quicker. Maybe well, work just keeps coming, you know. You don't want to say no. <laughs> so the other ones who are working on the go, handling self-promotion, mm-hmm. managing costs, introducing trends in timeless style, mm-hmm. working within fast turnarounds, maintaining client expectations, handling the books, selling your big ideas, and managing time. So, I mean, there's little pieces of each of those that I feel like I, I can see myself in a little bit. But yeah. um, I think you mentioned that I said I was an accidental entrepreneur. Yeah. And I, I said that because it's true. Like, I love to be creative. I love my job. I love designing homes and all of that. But, you know, you want to do that. But then you forget that there's all this stuff, all this business stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you have to learn on the fly. So that I think was a huge challenge in the beginning Mm -hmm. is like figuring out, okay, how much do I charge people? Mm -hmm. I have to create an agreement, you Mm -hmm. know, for legal purposes type thing. And, um, and then time management and all of that. It just, it all kind of comes with the territory, but you're kind of just going off the, what was (laughs) the the biggest curveball, especially in the beginning? Because you, you know, again, there's a, it's not just in designing, it's, it's doing everything. So what was the biggest curveball? You're like, ah. I wasn't expecting this or, oh, this is a little harder than I expected. I think for me, so I am an, I say I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. So it's, sometimes it's hard for me to like put myself out there Mm -hmm. and, you know, like selling yourself and, you know, advertising for your own self is tough. I feel like for a lot of people, especially women, I feel like women have a hard time being like, I'm awesome. Yeah. But, um, so that in itself, like knowing that I had something to offer was a huge thing that you just have to get over and say, no, I have something to offer you. And I feel like with any business, you could say that. Yeah. So, um, so, and, and with that communication, so learning how to communicate your ideas, or if you have a disagreement Mm -hmm. with someone, I mean, in, if you're thinking about, especially residential interior design, you talk to people and, you know, you're presenting an idea and they may not like it. Mm -hmm. So 
being able to take and handle that. Oh like, yeah, not get offended. <laughs> yeah. Like I spent six hours on the design. Right. And you, you threw up all over. Sweat it. over this project, <laughs> and you're just like, nope, never mind. No, but that doesn't happen that often. I have to say, but okay. I, I have a reputation of usually I do three options for people, and my number one is usually picked. So I think I'm doing pretty good on I'm that. I'm gonna go one, down but... to two then for time purposes. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, no, that's so good. So I, when we originally talked, you know, last week, um, we talked about like something about like. 80% of your clients came from my like, Instagram yeah, right, or something of that nature. So talk to us about like your Instagram story, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a whole different monster. I don't even know how really that all came about. So, I mean, it just, it grew on me and that's, it's really cool because of the content that I'm putting out there uh, apparently is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at first I'm not really good at the social media thing, but you have to be out there. So, by the way, I'm gonna interrupt you. So, for the the lady Caroline who just says, "I'm not good at Instagram thing," she has over nine thousand followers. Okay, <laughs> so when I saw that originally um, on Instagram, I'm like, "Wow, okay, she must be this whiz or expert, or she knows something I don't know." So, yeah, just anyways, keep going. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, thanks for saying that, but yeah, I mean, actually, it's funny because I'm trying to get to ten thousand because you can get to. Um, you do like a swipe up option. If you get to 10,000, you can like swipe up and put information in there. So I'm like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So okay. if you're out there and you don't follow me, follow me. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm really not even that big into it. I just like posting content and connecting with people. And most of the time for me, Instagram is about following people and liking what they have to offer too. Cause I mean, the bottom line is everybody just wants to be followed and everybody wants to have their stuff liked. So, I mean, it's a whole community. You can't just say like, oh, you should follow me because mm-hmm. that's just never going to get you anywhere. You got to mm-hmm. kind of have this communication even on Instagram. So for entrepreneurs that are listening, at least I would want to know, how often do you post usually? I know every week is oh, different, gosh. but how often do you post? I- I'm terrible at consistently posting. So there are rules of Instagram that are there for a reason. That's why they have algorithms and everything like that. And I just don't follow them okay. <laughs> so i post when i if i have a project that i really love or i'm saving a couple images from projects and i just post when i like kind of feel like it. i know it's a terrible thing social media people out there no it totally like... <laughs> gives us life at the end of the tunnel because yeah. we're like i'll be honest with you if you're like oh my god i post every day twice a day i've done yeah. it for three years i'm sitting here going well that seems a little uh yeah i don't know if i can do that <laughs> yeah because you know, we're busy lot. So, so for you to sit there and go, oh, I totally messed up. I totally forget. I totally, I'm like sitting there going, okay, there's hope for me then. Right. So like that's, I mean, I don't believe that's how I would feel. I'm like, yeah. oh, thank God. Definitely. <laughs> oh, and I God. think be, yeah. being genuine is like so important too. So you could like put things on Instagram that are totally fake. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing is like look the best self, right? In Instagram. So filters are for. Yeah. Right. But I think being genuine is something that people take for granted. They don't usually do it. And I think that that's extremely important asset to when you're doing that stuff and, and being different than the the crowd yeah you know? so just to clarify the question i asked so is it sometimes yeah, once a week is it sometimes five times a week like is it like sometimes never a week like <laughs> i would say you know it varies from like twice a week to like one every other week <laughs> okay yeah and That's i cool. just i i think the whole idea is what do i feel is important to share i'm mm-hmm. not going to post something that's just something because mm-hmm. i have a schedule to keep you know and and i think you know keeping your page um the content looking fresh and mm-hmm. and connected to each other is important too yeah so, so again, you're just posting something that you're really passionate about like oh my god yeah. i loved working on this you might tell a story behind it yeah. is that how you do exactly. it exactly okay yeah. cool yeah and sometimes i post in, inspiration of things that i find interesting in, in design world and 
um, you know, it's just kind of more for me than, than the rest yeah, of the world. Yeah, and so people have something to like it. So that being said, you said you have quite, you get most of your clients. So people just make DM you, they just message you. Yeah, I go. I I wouldn't necessarily say most of my clients come from Instagram, but um, lately I've I've had a lot of people say, "Hey, I'm following you, and I love your stuff." And hey, I have this basement remodel that I'm working mm-hmm. on, and can you help me? And so um, yeah, and you never just you never say no. You always you know, a lot of them, Yeah, do a lot of them come from the Buffalo area, or do you get a lot of like out of town people? Um, so. Uh, doing out of town and local is pretty difficult, especially when you have a lot of clients. So I lately have been staying, you know, within Buffalo, Rochester, maybe a little south, nothing mm-hmm. too crazy. I used to do Boston because that's obviously yeah. where I came from and Buffalo. And it just got just got a little crazy flying everywhere. And, then, oh, wow. you know, you it's kind of tough to keep on top of projects when you're traveling. So, yeah. So we only have like. Six minutes left, it's believe wild. it or not. Six Went so fast. Left. It goes so quick. So, so for some of our other questions, so like, you know, what are one or two mistakes that you're like, you know what, knowing what I know now, I wish I didn't. I would have, wish I forecasted this better, mm-hmm. or I wish I had. Like, what mistake do you think was, or what do you think of the biggest mistake you've ever made as an entrepreneur, as an interior designer? So, you know, I, I, you told me that question before this, and I just, you know, I keep thinking about well, mistakes are not mistakes; they're they're lessons and they're challenges Absolutely. to learn from. And so, I wouldn't say that I've made huge mistakes. I think there's little things along the way that you you do, you try. And it may not it may not work out whether it's within communication or within time management. Um, so you just I, I would say you just keep trying, keep mm-hmm. throwing darts at the wall and see what sticks. You know. Mm-hmm. So that, so do you do you still go to conferences for your you know for interior design? And if you do, how often do you go? Yeah, so it's good to keep up on what your <laughs> what your um, your oh my gosh. Can't even think of the word yeah, no <laughs> I'm looking for. Just trying to keep up with the trends but, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's good to keep up with that and your own business. Is I, business was the word that I was looking for, but um, so you want to go to conferences and things like that. But I don't, I don't do it that often because I also feel like everybody has something individual to share, and if you get caught up in what someone else's life is going and what someone else's life is doing, it's kind of tough to um, do your own thing. So I take I take the little notes from stuff, but I, I don't go that often. Maybe once or twice a year. Mm. Yeah, that's good. So is there something that you want to talk about? Something. Oh, that is a general question. <laughs> yeah. So something you want to talk about, or maybe something. Yeah, something that you just wanted yeah. to share in terms of I don't know entrepreneurship, or right. maybe something that can. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would say my one of my biggest things is. Kind of being true to who you are and being genuine. I feel like that's so important. Um, and in that, like you can create connections with people really well rather than trying to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think if I was going to give advice to anyone, I would say be as genuine as you can possibly be. And also at the same time, being respectful to someone else's genuineness, mm-hmm. if that's a word. No, <laughs> you know, sense. so because everybody, I, I said it before, but everybody has something to offer that the world and i feel like you know if if i didn't meet you you know Mm -hmm. this this wouldn't have happened and it's just it's interesting how that all all works but you have to like respect each other's position and and you get places that way yeah you know so what's next for you what's next for me um more projects (laughs) yeah more projects right yeah so like do you do you you like to keep it to where it is now or are you thinking Mm -hmm. more of like you know what eventually i might like to like you know delegate more 
or you know do this new system or maybe have more employees like so or you really don't you don't care about that or is there a next step you're thinking about taking yeah i mean of course more projects more work is always the the way you want to go um for me i you know i just actually hired my first employee which is which will be an adventure in itself i'm sure um i'm already learning lessons in two weeks in so um but yeah growing my company getting projects um you know that are fulfilling you know that kind of thing sometimes you just take work to take work because yeah. you need the money but there are some projects that really just give you that. how many clients are you usually working with oh in a week gosh. or a month well i i i kind of embarrassed to say how many clients i have right now huh. because it's too many i think okay. <laughs> but um no i have about 20 clients currently yeah. and um which is why i hired somebody yeah. um but you know that probably is not the safest way to go if you want if you want to have a life and if you, yeah. you want to be calm <laughs> is it rude to ask like so no. kids or anything like that or no uh, me? Yeah. No, no, I'm single. Okay. <laughs> For the people out there, she's yeah. single. Right. You're um, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but that being said, yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. So eventually, you know, I'm guessing a family. You know, in the you know, I'm not seeing the near yeah. future. So like. You yeah. gotta, you're gonna have to delegate or Gotta give make up something. Space for that, you yep. know. Yeah. yeah. So when, it, whenever it comes my way, you know, I'll make the space. Make the space. That's yeah, so, kind of so important. As you go. So, is there any like trends that like that are really popular right now, but you see kind of dying? Let me give you an example. I notice a lot of houses are painting their houses like gray, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, or gray. white, kind of <laughs> white. White is like the new thing, right? Yeah. Or so like, is that like, is there something that's coming that you're like, ooh, this is like ooh, forecasting, or are you like, is this kind of like dying or? Hey, people are still doing this, but this was dead like five years ago. Yeah. And I, we're, sorry for offending anyone who just designed yeah. their home this way. Full disclosure. No judgment. Yeah, no, no judgment. Yeah, we asked it. We want the answer. <laughs> right. Okay. So I would say gray. Gray has taken over the world. It feels like in interior design. So I love when people pop some color into their life. Now I have to say, just disclaimer. I just had my house painted gray and white. So you know, I'm kind of following that trend too. But. Um, you know, I think being your own, like putting your own self in your space is what I'd love to see people do more. Um, now, whether that's a trend or not, I, you know, it doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. I, I just love going into someone's house and seeing like, oh, this is what I like and this is who I am. And that actually is more timeless than anything else. So trends are, they come and go. Obviously, that's why they're called trends. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's subway tile. Okay. I'm done with subway tile. <laughs> okay. Just because it's a pain in the butt or you think it's just kind of going it's, out? It, well, so Joanna Gaines from, um, oh gosh, what's that show called? Ch Chip and Joanna. I'm sure everybody knows what HGTV. that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know the name of it. But anyway, she kind of just takes it home with subway tile all in every episode. And I am kind of would love people to like branch out. There's like a bazillion tiles out there that are much more interesting so, than so, subway so tile. So go more unique. Go <laughs> yeah. more unique. But again, I mean, it is a classic, so you can stick with it. But, you know, they got their stretch favorites. yourself. That's why I always tell people, stretch yourself. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, if anybody really connected with this podcast or they want to get a hold of you, what's yeah. the best way for people to get a hold of you? Is it the social media handle? Is there a website? So how can people yeah. Yeah, well, how can Google you me? You? you can find any way, any way possible. Facebook, Instagram. Um, my website has a direct... Um, message to me. I get that through my email. You can find So what's the website address. if you don't mind me? It's um, caroline-design.com. Okay. So caroline-design.com. Cool. And uh, for the Instagram people, what's the, so what's the handle? Caroline Design Buffalo. 
and it's you have to spell it weirdly so i would just say go to my website and click the instagram link yeah caroline-design.com that's cool i love the buffalo though yeah hey tried and true man yeah (laughs) that's awesome so thanks so much for being with us thank you for sharing uh, a little bit of time that you have i know you're meeting right after this yep i do but thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with me yeah appreciate it all right If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.